Today's podcast is brought to you by Sweet Sweet Traditional Intercourse. I'm talking straight up D in V. It's what got me here. Hey folks, here we go with another episode of Down with Joe DeRosa, one guest, one topic, one hour, and today we talk about pornography. Porn certainly isn't the hot-button issue it once was back in the 80s and 90s. Remember all that controversy? Some people, some very, very sick people, wanted porn banned, barred, bashed, and banished. I know, it's hard to believe that in this age where every household is equipped with one to three free porn dispensers. But there was actually a time when authority figures attempted to keep this stuff from us. Now, I'm a huge supporter of porn, and I say that with all sincerity, not humor. I'm not one of these tongue-in-cheek jerk-offs. It's tough to say you want to talk seriously about porn than use the phrases tongue-in-cheek and jerk-off. But I'm not one of these assholes. Another tough choice of words. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just skip saying pussy, but I'm not a guy that says he stands behind, Jesus, stands behind this is impossible. Look, I support porn all the time, not just when I'm masturbating. I think, as I say in my act, that these people put their ass on the line for us in every meaning of that phrase. And I think it goes severely underappreciated. Never in the history of entertainment has work been taken so for granted since porn. These folks risk disease, discrimination, and disheartenment all for the sake of of us exercising those inner perverted demons. The product is there for the taking, never questioning, never judging, always providing, and sometimes even teaching us a thing or two. Yet most of us treat porn like a booty call. We want to use it when we're horny, then never take it to dinner, or even say thank you. We let porn stars into the mainstream, but only on our own terms. My hat's off to HBO for being one of the few outlets that actually showcases these performers in ways outside of them fucking on camera. But even then, as is what seems to always be the case, the programs are sex-related. Is that merely a result of professionals being utilized for their expertise? Or is it us refusing to see these actors as fully realized artists? Is free streaming pornography in excess proof that our sexual acceptance has widened? Or is it just a sign that we could care less about this demographic is overused and underpaid? I don't know, but I do know this. I support the porn star. I watch their work. And I rally for them to receive greater rewards, recognition, and all-around support. I mean that. Perhaps my guest feels the same. I don't know. We're going to talk about it. Here's a guy that, when I first saw him perform back in 2007, it was comedic love at first sight. He's consistently cracked me up since then and continues to make a respected name for himself in the world of comedy. His credits include his own Comedy Central half-hour special, as well as having been an indecision correspondent for them during the 2012 election. He's a regular on VH1's popular Best Week Ever and can be seen, so please go see him, performing frequently in New York, Los Angeles, or occasionally in your hometown. He's Jared Logan. Please welcome him. What's up, buddy? Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here, man. What's going on? Uh, I was just looking up pornography on Wikipedia. Oh, yeah? And it says um, it could be it, pornography may use a variety of media, including books, magazines, postcards have you ever gotten a <laughs> pornographic postcard i have not no no that sounds like something that you would get if you were like a world war ii soldier from your buddy 
Uh, um, let's say photos. Okay. Right. Sculpture. Uh huh. Have you ever jerked off to a sculpture? <laughs> no, but I bet you they did back in like the 1500s. <laughs> <laughs> that was all hey, they could uh, do. You want to go to the museum tonight? <laughs> uh, we're gonna we're gonna bring out some hot stuff. Yeah, some hot stuff's gonna be on display. Uh, <laughs> drawing, okay. Painting, okay. Animation, sure. Sound recording, just listening, just listening. I once did masturbate to just audio of porn because I couldn't get the picture in because it was when like I think I was like about uh, sixteen at the time. And we didn't have like Cinemax. Right. But, but like, you had the scrambled Cinemax. Yeah, we had the scrambled. And there was barely a picture, but I could hear the sex sounds and I masturbated to that. So, yeah. That's, yeah, you can totally do that, right? Especially if they're talking a lot or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That'd be a good podcast. Just uh, porn sounds. Just can... making porn sounds for uh, strange men to jerk off to. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. And you would love the fan base you'd get from it. <laughs> um,. Film, video, and video games. And I can't really think of a pornographic video game. Have you ever played a, video, a pornographic video game? Well, I remember games like Leisure Suit Larry being deemed as pornographic. But it really wasn't, right? It was no. more like softcore. And did it ever actually show nudity? I can't remember if it did or not. But I remember it was like that thing that like the uncles all talked about at the family party. Like, have you seen this Leisure Suit Larry? Yeah. And as a kid, you were like, oh, I got to get my hands on that. But, you know, when you finally yeah. saw it, you were like, this is it. Like, I have to actually. It was like the. Felt, it always felt like it that was, game King's Quest. Yeah. Again, it was like kind of like a, it was like a corny, uh, like 1950s sexuality, kind of like a. You know, dirty jokes in the back of the Friars Club, right, the, right. The, you know, the Rotary Club. Like, right, right, yeah. Kind of a sexuality to Leisure Suit Larry, but yeah. I don't think it ever actually, I mean, it definitely didn't show any kind of sex acts. I would I would define it as Randy, not pornographic. Exactly, it was Randy. <laughs> they should have called him Randy. Why didn't they do that? Or perhaps it was erotica, which is distinguished from pornography. But the portrayal of sexuality with high art aspirations, focusing also on feelings and emotions, while pornography involves depiction of the acts in a sensational manner, the entire focus is on the physical act. That's like that Madonna book that came out, right? Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I got Sex. it. Sex. <laughs> She's got like a leather phallus in her mouth. It's being worn by a woman with like a, a horse mask. <laughs> yeah, again. Was so excited as a kid to see that book, and when I finally got my hands on it, I was just like, "I can't masturbate to this." So this maybe really the difference between pornography and erotica is whether or not Joe can masturbate to it. I would define <laughs> it by that. Can I masturbate to it? Yeah. It's not porn, right? If I masturbate to it, I guess I just made it into pornography, didn't I? Yeah, I guess so. So you could uh, like if you can pull off one to like an episode of Roseanne where Aunt Jackie is scantily dressed. Yeah. That makes it pornography. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, for you it is, right? Because I guess people so. have different types of sexualities. Well, that's what's so interesting to me about like the porn argument is like it's not it's not so clearly obviously like straight up and down pornography. It can be defined as being like, okay, that's porn. But so often pornography or things being pornographic is defined by the other person's opinion of it, how it makes them feel. Right. Well, that made me feel dirty, so it's pornographic. Yeah. Well, no, you just have a weird fucking head. You know what I mean? You look at things in a strange way, and just because you found this cartoon too edgy 
or too racy and it gave you a boner at a time you didn't want one, it doesn't mean it's fucking pornographic. Well, you know, we were settled by, the country was settled by Puritans, right? I think so. Yeah, so the first people in America were the Puritans in the 1600s and landed at Plymouth Rock, you know, the pilgrims. Right? Yeah, yeah. And they were one of the, they were like, more like almost like fundamentalist Muslims yes. than they were Christians because they were extraordinarily strict religious people. And yeah. sexuality was very, very, very taboo in their culture. Yeah. So, you know, because they started our country, I mean, it really kind of got really deep in the blood of the country. Right. And so sexuality in general is very um, hidden in our country, where in other places it's a little more open, like Italy or Brazil or someplace like that. Right, right. And um, you know what I think? Well, is so that's where most of the art, like the, quote, pornographic art comes from. The, uh, yes, erotic yeah. Yeah, art. Yeah, it's, all, it's yeah. all European painters and stuff like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, but, but you know what I was going to say is the end result of being settled by Puritans is like, I don't know if I told you this story, but my dad used to let us watch horror movies when we were kids, when we were just like 11 and 9. And he would let us watch people get chainsaw murdered, have their heads decapitated, right. guts pulled out. But every horror movie from the 80s and 90s had like a sex scene. Yeah. And so when breasts were visible, we had to leave the room. <laughs> we could watch people get murdered with power drills. Listen... We weren't it's, allowed to look at breasts. Leave the room until you hear the chainsaw again. Yeah, and exactly. And then you can come back in. No, it would be literally like a woman would be having sex, and we could just hear it in the other room, uh, uh, you know, audio. Uh, and then uh, and then you'd hear her go, her go, ah! And you hear like a chainsaw, and my dad would be like, okay, come back in. <laughs> well, you know, I'm glad you brought up the, the sex scene thing um, because this is what's so strange about me, uh, or or one thing I think that's strange about me is I am completely open-minded when it comes to discussing sex, to seeing sex uh, in a pornographic sense, uh, watching porn, discussing porn, all those things, discussing my own sexual behaviors. However, if you and I are watching a movie and there's just a regular sex scene, it makes me very uncomfortable. Very. Whereas if Why? You, I don't know. If you brought me to a computer right now and you were like, dude, look at this porn clip I just saw, I'd be like, okay. You show it to me, and I go, oh, all right, and then I would give you my opinion on it. But if you and I are just sitting over there watching, you know, I don't know, fucking Basic Instinct or something like that. Really? And Well, that's a bad example because you know that's what it's going to be. But if we're watching just some, I don't know, Wes Anderson movie and there's suddenly a sex scene in the middle of it, yeah. it makes me very uncomfortable. Well, I think one thing that's interesting is that there really aren't very many sex scenes in films anymore except for like B-movies and straight-to-video kind of, you know, straight-to-your-red-box kind of films. Right, right. Straight-to-Netflix. Yeah. Like, uh, but in the movie theater, I don't think you see very much nudity or, or sexual content anymore. You don't see a ton. You don't see a ton. As much as you did, uh, you know. Well... And it always made me uncomfortable, even before there was a dearth of it. But I think here's why, because I'm not expecting it. If I can define something within sexual, you know, hard sexual boundaries, and I go, this is a sex thing, that my brain is ready to go, okay, we're going to look at a sex thing right now. However, if we're watching another thing that's another type of entertainment, and then suddenly there's a sex thing dropped into our laps, 
Yeah. That's what makes me uncomfortable about it. But someone might have an argument with you that what you're really doing, that separation is maybe a little bit unhealthy. What you're saying sure. is like yeah. you're you're falling into that Puritan trap, that Puritan, you know, origin of our country where it's like, no, sex is over here yeah. and my life is over here. Right. And in other places they don't see it that way. It's a normal, healthy part of our daily existence well yeah when i was in amsterdam i had a completely different take on sex i thought i was gonna get uncomfortable we went to a sex show me and a bunch of comedians it was me uh jay okerson uh i believe rachel feinstein uh, and uh marina franklin i think it was the four of us we were in amsterdam and jay's like we're in amsterdam we got to go to a sex show you have to do this yeah and we were all kind of like i don't know we don't know if we're gonna go there jay's like just trust me it's fun so we went and i was on edge i was like this feels weird and the second i got in there i was immediately put at ease they gave everybody free shots of jägermeister and then people had sex on stage and it was like a sports bar environment people were cheering that sounds horrible it, well it's not people had sex on stage they had sex on stage at the very end, it was strippers. Men and women, women and women, it men was, and men. It was all solo strippers doing weird tricks with their vaginas, like shooting ping pong balls. Okay, out so of people stuff. weren't actually having intercourse. At the end, people had actual intercourse. A man and a woman had actual sex on stage at the very end. But it didn't feel weird because it was that European take on it where it was like, hey, we're here, this is fun, who cares? It didn't even feel like being in a strip club. <laughs> I can't explain it. And when I say sports bar, that's... I'm giving That's it's terrifying. Not a, yeah, it's not a good analogy. People weren't the game was on behind them. People weren't angry, <laughs> like yelling at each other, like <laughs> you know. But it was, but it was, um, it just felt open and fun and f free. It felt like you were watching like clowns do. Can you imagine tricks. having sex in a sports bar and then like you're in the middle of having sex and then you. Just look down in the audience, and there's just a guy watching the game that's going on on the screen nearby instead of you having sexual intercourse. That would be upsetting. When you'd be like, hey, I'm having sex up here. Do you yeah. mind? I'm boning over here. Will you please, if I, while I'm boning, will you yeah. watch, please? The other thing that made the sex show feel like a sports bar was there was hot wings. I'm kidding. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> I was about to go. I don't know if I could have sex in a room with a heavy hot wing smell. <laughs> You're eating jalapeno poppers. <laughs> just, <laughs> some guy jizzing all over the stage. Ugh. They didn't finish the sex, too. That was the other thing. The guy didn't. I don't no know if the girl money, did. No money shot? No money shot. There was no male money shot. So, so that made it a little, I, I guess, maybe a little more palatable. I got pulled on stage during that, though. What happened? During the sex? Not during the sex part, but one of the strippers brought me on stage and did a thing where she put a marker, like a Sharpie pen, in her vagina and wrote on my chest, like using the pen that was in her vagina. What did she write? She wrote the end. I <laughs> I'm a victim to of human trafficking. Please send help. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They have me here against my will. Yeah. <laughs> They're watching us right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please play it cool. No, I she, am from Kansas. Please get me home. <laughs> she wrote the end and like she she wrote on me and everybody cheered and then stood me up and it said the end and she bowed. It was kind of charming in a weird way. No, I mean that's a lovely carnival trick. Yes. Yes. That's, uh that's good circus techniques. But here's the other thing. Have you ever been to Amsterdam? No. Here's the other thing. Um, there are 
sexual sculptures or whatever. Like, there's a river. I can't remember the name of it. But there's, like, dicks, like, lining the river, like, yeah. at one part. Like, stone dicks. And it's not weird. And yeah. I can't explain why it's not weird. It's just so out in the... Oh, it's like the same thing with the weed thing over there. You think to yourself, it's going to be so crazy when we can smoke weed in public. Whatever. Right. And then you get there, and immediately you're like, oh, this is... Yeah, you smoke weed. It's whatever. It's what everybody does. Yeah. It's just totally just... You're at ease with it. It's fine. Like People go, oh, I'd bug out. I'd freak out. I'm like, dude, I freak out sometimes when I smoke weed. You would not freak out there. You just yeah. don't. It's so okay. What I think is like, you know, when we, when I mean, pornography was not legal in this country for a long time, right? Wasn't it? Like outlawed? So you force it underground. Right. And now it's not underground anymore. Certainly it's accessible to anybody, but we still have the attitude that it should be underground. Because at well, one point it was shameful to our culture and it was, um, you know. But well, it, that's but that's what I think is so weird about the way how accessible porn is these days you know i really was thinking about this this morning when i was writing the intro and i was like man we're more accepting of it because it's everywhere now it's free you just get it wherever you want and then i was like no i think that actually might be more indicative that we're not accepting of it we're just like we don't give a shit about these people let them let them be exploited and not make any money off of their crap because if it was music or movies or television, there would be stink to the high fucking heavens about it right. being given away for free and being pirated and whatever. I've never seen anybody go to bat for porn stars. The star. people that produce it are the ones giving it away for free. No. The people in, in who, That's not true. Who is giving it away for free? Who Who is putting it on these websites to for free consumption? Well, if you find there's some, like if you look at a, like a, like maybe like a vivid, you know, one of the like, you know, which I would say is like the sort of Warner Brothers of porn. Sure. You know, the major label porn, if you if you will. Mm -hmm. Um they their clips are much harder to find. Would you say Brazzers is sort of the paramount pictures? Brazzers. Uh I would say Brazzers. I look at Brazzers more like a Tarantino. -y more thing. of a focused feature. It's yeah, it's it's indie, but it makes money. <laughs> you know. <laughs> mainstream indie kind of thing. for the college crowd you know <laughs> yeah so i mean yeah and brazzers too is one of those things where like there's a whole bunch of different sites working together like an art like an artist collective so yeah. it's like here's robert rodriguez's site and here's yeah. the tarantino site and you know the rodriguez site is a little more like exploitation type yeah. stuff it's a little bloodier <laughs> the tarantino you know is <laughs> a little talkier over here you know so i think like i don't know i just I talk about this in my act. Like I think I'm amazed that like we don't go to bat for these people. You're almost you're almost appalled these days at the suggestion of purchasing porn. People go, "I bought a porn DVD," and you scoff. You go, "What are you, an idiot? What are you doing?" And it's like, no, that guy's doing the right thing. Well, wait, have people you have to my make question money. though. Who 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 was giving it away for free? Why 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 can I access it in a second? millions i mean i'd say it's literally millions of free videos i think it's i think it's absolutely being look i might be wrong but from the the look of the sites and the the disorganization of the sites in finding clips of certain featuring certain mm -hmm. actors or certain whatever 
Um, I think it's just something that's pirated and it's just out there. Okay, and these sites come- have found a loophole to jump through where they go, hey, people put... Po- if you ever read like the legal agreement of a porn site that you don't have to join, like a free porn site, it's very legal speak. Hey, don't look at us. It's very like, hey, we, as far as we know, everything on here is legal. It's not our fault. We can't control all of it. It's a lot of that kind of talk. Yeah. So I think people put it up there. And it's just like YouTube. I mean, look, you could go on YouTube and say, I can look up a hundred different clips of The Tonight Show. All those clips weren't put out there by The Tonight Show. Some of them were released for advertising purposes. Many of them were pirated. It just seems like it's just so rampant with pornography as opposed to Tonight Show clips or whatever, movies. Well, sure. Well, uh, there, there, mainstream movies, rather. The, there are the companies that'll get out there and make sure you can't find any other stuff. Just like, like I would call it the Saturday Night Live approach. You look at, or Comedy Central is another good example. You look for their clips on YouTube and stuff. You can't find you them. You can't find you them. You can't find them um, because they incessantly search for the stuff that's not supposed to be out there and get it pulled down. Other people have a more lax approach to it, and I think with porn, you're seeing two things. You're seeing a lax approach being met with. Uh, culture that is absolutely not going to defend these people or try to help them. And I think that's what's happening. You know what I mean? Now, let me ask you this. We're talking about porn stars being exploited. What do you think of the idea that a lot of pornographic actors and actresses were uh, molested or sexually abused growing up? Well, I think that that's true. I don't think that that's not true. That's true, right? But I also think that there are probably just as many that weren't and we don't get to hear those stories. It's like that old, um, remember that old Bill Hicks bit where he said, where's the positive drug stories? Yeah. Everything is like this guy took this drug and killed people or whatever it was or robbed a bank or whatever. And he goes, where's the one where it's like, I, I, I understood, enli- I was enlightened. I understood that we are all one being and all that stuff. Um, that to me is the same thing with the porn thing. You don't hear the other story. And I've sought out interviews like online i've searched for interviews with porn girls that i like a but lot. i think that you do hear positive porn stories or, or people trying to put a positive spin on it you have to find it though porn, is my a- point. porn actors and actresses right. go on stern and they go i'm i'm in charge of my body right but but i do what i like sure were you molested i was molested <laughs> yeah really big time for decades <laughs> this is and now we come really with this to my problem with porn well, before you tell your problem, I do want to say this. You have to dig for the testimonials, the positive testimonials. Yeah. I know there are the ones out there that say I was molested, but I've sought out, as I said online, interviews with porn actresses that I really like and found interviews with them where they say, I wasn't molested and I wasn't forced into this. I want to do this. I liked it. Nina Hartley is a great example. She's been doing uh, adult films since she was... God, I think she started when she was like 20 or 21. She's now, I think, 60 and still doing it. She's in a she's married. She's very much in love with her husband. They have an open thing. Like, I guess they swing or something. I don't know what the parameters of their relationship is, but it's some sort of progressively sexual relationship they have. Um, but she does how-to videos. She does sexual seminars. And I don't mean like at the AVN award convention. I mean like she tours doing legitimate sex not that the avians aren't legitimate you know what i mean outside of the porn world she does sexual seminars she's very 
very outspoken and a huge proponent and figurehead in the like sexual acceptance and progression movement. So she's a great example. That all being said, when's the last time you saw Nina Hartley on a real talk show? You know what I mean? Well, that's, I mean, when you're even having trouble talking about, I mean, you, you just corrected yourself a little bit because right. it's just, we totally separate the two worlds. That's what I'm saying. There's the underworld of pornography and then there's the quote unquote real world or legitimate world or what have you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, it, but, but, but a lot of these people have sexual abuse in their past. Sure, but so do a lot so of am comedians. I to base it on the so do a lot of comedians. Okay. A lot of comedians. So okay, so so maybe I think you're implying the point. Why would why would I make the distinction? You know, they're both are just using their damage to create art or channeling it in a positive way. Theoretically, theoretically, but I mean, is porn really regulated? I mean, really? I mean, yes. Very, you mean like with disease and stuff like that? Yeah. Yes, there is a system. In fact, I just listened to a podcast. Ugh, God, my brain is terrible. I can't remember her name, um, but I like her a lot. I think she's really uh, awesomely hot and and good at what she does. But anyway, she's got a podcast, and she was taught. She spoke to that very point that there was a scare recently, where the business got shut down for a minute because there was an AIDS scare or an HIV scare, and she said, "Here's the thing. Everybody acts like." Why doesn't this happen more often? And she goes, this doesn't happen. The only time this happens is when people that are under contract do shit they're not supposed to do, like go to Brazil and fuck hookers un without condoms on and stuff like that. She's like, that's when this happens. If you follow the rules and the way this, this whole regulatory thing has been set up, this doesn't happen. Who is the regulatory agency? Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess there's like a union, you know, like that's in, in, in Amsterdam and in places like that, it's run by the government. Um, there's which like government is what testing, should, which is what it should be in America. Uh, absolutely. It should be. And be uh, great. Yeah. They also have like, I remember watching the Ron Jeremy porno documentary about him um, yeah. called Porn Star, which was great. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. And there that came out 12 years ago or something, sure. maybe even longer. That had a thing in it where he went and got half-hour results. They had, like, testing for, like, people back then in the adult industry where they could get tested and get results in, like, 30 minutes. They didn't have that for us back then. They have it now. They don't even have it now, really. It still takes... The no, they're not going to do that for you, but the, por yeah. the porn stars have access to this special service. Yeah, so there is some, I guess through the union, some agency set up to, to regulate all this stuff. Well, we're a little, yeah, okay. So we're a little limited because we didn't research here, but that's it's whatever. Okay, so it, we don't know anything about the regulatory agency, but I, but we know it's not the government. No, well, we know that for sure. Yeah. Okay, so can I tell more problems I have with porn? Yeah. Okay. So uh, it seems to me, but that, I need to know this before you say this next. Sure. Problem. Do you watch and masturbate to porn? Well, I've try. I'm trying to stop. You're trying to stop. Okay, but you have done it. I just need to know that movie. I've forward. done it very, very often for a very long time. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, because I feel like that frames. But I've recently to started to change my my attitude toward it. Right. What? Okay. So okay. So let, let me. What's what's my next problem? Okay. So, don't you think it affects kind of your view of women? No, not at all. No, it does not affect your view of women. No. Okay, well, it let me let can, me let me let me tell you how I think it, it can, does. but it but it doesn't. It can, but it doesn't. Okay, I mean, so like um, you think about like 
how most people are not going to be in a relationship where, you know, there's, you know, they're spanking people and pouring hot wax all over them and, you know, having like some sort of like dominant submissive, like that's like a fantasy, right? Right. And if you're just taking that into your head all the time and that becomes kind of what your sex life revolves around. But then on the other hand, this guy, you know, he fucking, you know, he works at like in Best Buy and he's married to just some regular, you know, nice woman who's perfectly willing to have sex with him. There's a disparity between his internal life and his his outer life in a weird way. The, I, I, his expectations and his um, sh- the way he's turned on is kind of well, look, affected by it. Yeah, there is, but I think that's a byproduct of us not accepting sexual behaviors into into our regular lives. Yeah, I think in a in a world where this stuff was more on the table and more accepted, that guy wouldn't have married a woman that isn't into the stuff he's into. But instead, he buys into this. Or maybe she would be into it in that kind of or, world. Or maybe she'd be into it or open to it. And look, maybe she is open to it and into it. He's just afraid to bridge the conversation with her. But you hear all the time like these stories about porn addiction, porn addiction. Yeah. I caught my husband with a Absolutely porn addiction. Absolutely possible. And these guys are like going crazy, downloading hundreds of pictures yeah. to their hard drives. Yeah. Well, a lot of that's because they don't know how to use computers. But... Uh, <laughs> I don't know how do I get the how do I get the VJ? <laughs> I'm just pressing buttons here. Right, right, right. Uh, but um, you know, it's just it's 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 really it's really odd to me because it seems like something is definitely very out of balance, right? Yeah, but here, but but what I but my response to that is, I've done cocaine before. I'm not a guy buying eight balls twice a week. Right. There are addicts and there are non-addicts, and that guy would have been addicted to anything that he got too into. Right. And that's all there is to it. Like there for every guy doing that, for I mean, God almighty, I know so many married people at this point, and I don't think I can name one that doesn't look at porn in some capacity. Yeah. And out of all of them, I've witnessed one one story of somebody having that kind of reaction to pornography. Yeah. Out of all my friends, I can't name one guy, single friends or or not married, but in relation, whatever it is. I can't name one guy that I would say is like that, right? I, it's that just, has a that has a pornography addiction or a sex addiction. Yeah, it, it, but don't it, you think people hide that? Well, maybe they do, but I'd also I say think they hide it very, very carefully sometimes. But I'd also say, out of every guy I know that drinks and every guy I know that experiments with drugs or both. The amount of times I've met a tried and true alcoholic or drug addict are incredibly few and far between. It's just addict personality. It's not as common as we want to think it is. Right. Uh, and and I think that it that that is a tool that has been exploited by the anti-porn brigade. They want to get there and go. Well, it corrupts the youth. And do, does it corrupt the youth? Because every fucking kid I have ever ever known in my life. From the nerdiest nerd to the coolest of the cool, looked at Penthouse and Playboy magazines as a kid. Every single one of us. Sure. Every single one of us snooped through, you know, my, my dad's out of town. You went over to your buddy's house and you snooped through the drawers and everything and saw outlandish shit at 11 years old that you weren't supposed to see at 11 years old. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw Insertion. I was like 11. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, but probably me too. I was like 11 years yeah, old. Yeah, it didn't turn me into a freak. No, you know, and I, and I want you to know I agree with you. Like I don't think that it turns you into a freak necessarily, and I I pretty much agree with what you're saying about you know we have these freedoms and you know you choose whether to become 
obsessed with something or an a- addicted to something. It's it doesn't have some power over you if you don't let it, right? Right. But I I also I'll say this to 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 tie it into what we were talking about a few moments ago. I think, <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, 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 the damning of pornography is what has led to it becoming something uh, more potentially addicting to a person. In other words, it's been damned, it's been cast aside, therefore it's been exploited, it's been used, it's been pirated, therefore it's out there in abundance it's for the free. forbidden fruit. Yeah, all the time. It's it's but it's out there in just fucking heaping mouths. Well, that's and then so some guy that gets a little bit of like I'm going to go crazy can just go buck shit. Whereas a guy that could get addicted to purchasing music or downloading music couldn't do that without having to go I can't do this. It's costing me too much money. Yeah. There would have to be, there's a thing that stops you. And there's no factor that stops somebody from becoming a porn addict. There's nothing standing in your way. Uh, uh, let me tell you what stops me from um, just, uh, or when, when I was consuming porn, what stops me from consuming a ridiculous amount of porn? One, uh, my girlfriend, because when I'm around her a lot, I just have sex with my girlfriend. Well, that's good. And two, um, being busy. Right. Like, if you're busy, you're just you're too busy. Right. So that brings me to my final like a porn objection, which is, you know, it, it it's like uh, you know I know about eating too much, right? I know a lot about that, right? <laughs> I'm, and, I, I believe you. And you you got it. You got to think about balance, right? Right. So porn is just always available all the time. It's right there. It's right in front of your face, and you just do it. And when you when you when you masturbate, let's be honest, you you, you fucking you, you you watch the fucking movie. Sometimes you spend 15 minutes. Sometimes you spend half an hour. Sometimes you sit there for an hour just trying <laughs> to find the thing that's going to like tickle your fancy that day, right? Now an hour's gone. Right. Now you're fucking touching yourself in your fucking bed, wiping up. It's not an active activity. It's not like no. you, nobody ever wipes up from jerking off and then goes, all right, time to get that garden started. Like you don't, it's 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 just it's a waste of your time. It's a waste of uh, of energy. What what would you do with all that energy well, if you weren't spending it that way? I disagree with that. I disagree Why? with that. Why? Because I I think that's a pretty good argument against. I've found that porn. I've found that porn. I I subscribe to the Wolf of Wall Street thing, where, which is I mean I don't masturbate at work, <laughs> which is what Matthew McConaughey says he does in uh in in Wolf of right, Wall Street. Yeah. But I agree with the philosophy of him saying, like, utilize masturbation to keep your head straight. And I totally agree with that. I don't take an hour at all. I'm actually I actually get a little mad at myself that I do it too quickly a lot of the time because I'm like, I should have more respect for this. I shouldn't just go. I'm done. Duh. You know, right. But but I look at it a lot of the time as I'm you know what? During a, I'll give you a great example. During a period where I was trying not to drink, okay, yeah. I wanted to take a break from drinking. I'd get this fire in me in the middle of the day. I want to go out tonight. I want to get fucked up. I want to talk to chicks, man. I would just get like this fucking demon in my eyes. Like that's all I wanted to do. Yeah. And that's all I could think about. I'd sit down. I'd masturbate for 10 minutes. And I'd go, I don't want to drink at all tonight at all i got that's it that's really of interesting because i was about to make like the opposite argument or the opposite scenario which is that i feel like it, when you masturbate all the time your your sexual that sexual drive kind of fades you kind of 
you're kind of emptying out the that, that energy all the time. And I think that that sexual energy can be useful in your relationship, obviously, sure, yeah, if you yeah, have of one, course, yeah. or in your uh, in your in your work life. I mean, that energy can go into work. It can go into other things. You're saying if you don't if you don't drain off some of that energy, <laughs> drain off, <laughs> you're going to have an explosion. Well, not an explosion. That sounds like I'm going to be running around the streets jerking off. No, hey, I, lady. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, no, I, what I'm saying is, is, is it can be a pollutant in your mind. There's two extremes here. There's the extreme of the guy that masturbates way, way too much and then has no drive to actually meet real women which yeah. that is absolutely a thing. I would never deny that. I agree with like some of the documentary stuff that I've seen where they say like your brain can't tell the difference between you know shuffling through porn clips and or browsing through porn clips and looking at women in a bar. Yeah. Your brain thinks it's the same thing, so it's not good for your brain to just be able to cycle through all these porn clips whenever you yeah. feel like it. I totally agree with that. You have to have some control with it. But there's so there's the guy on the one end of the spectrum that does way too much of that and has no drive to do anything because of that. Yeah. Um, especially something sexual, which is bad if you're in a relationship. The flip side of the coin is the is the like Mickey from Rocky argument, like women weaken legs, no sex, nothing before the fight. You got to drive it all into your hands so you punch the shit out of Crete. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's the other extreme of it. There, there is a validity to both sides of that argument, but those are extreme arguments. I like to think we can all exist somewhere in between. Sure, which is. Sometimes you masturbate and it's very helpful. Hopefully you don't do it too much. Yeah. And sometimes you go, you know what? I'm not going to do it right now because it's going to take away some energy and I want to be sharp. A lot of times I won't do it before a show because it'll make me hit the stage like with more drive and yeah. more fire. But then there are some times before a show where I'm like, if I don't masturbate right now, all I'm going to be thinking about is sex and I don't want do, to be thinking about sex right now. How about the idea that, uh, and, and I, I again, that, that also, that sounds good to me. I mean, that, that kind of like, you know, it's, it could be a balance. I mean, uh, All right. I think some people are incapable, but then some people are incapable of balancing how they eat or how they drink. So right, yeah. right, right. So, okay. So, so what about the idea that sex should be like part of intimacy or that it can heighten intimacy and, you know, well, it can, it right. can, here's my thing with the whole sexual argument. It can be all of these things it doesn't have to be all those things and that's the gray area that i feel like we don't ever talk about well but, but, but what about this though it can heighten intimacy right sure you wouldn't say that sex combined with love combined with uh, forget love just your let's say let's say you just start dating a girl and the sex brings like closer intimacy that's a huge that to me is higher. It's it's a higher plane that you're working at right. than just jerking off into your hand to some porn well, of star. Of course, right. So why wouldn't you conserve your energy for that? Go find that woman, and 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 you know one thing that's gonna anything anything you do that makes you more successful and happier is going to help you find that person. So if you're using your energy to clean your house, uh, take a Take, do some exercise, go and practice your profession well, whatever. Well, why? I, I guess what I'm saying is I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think like, not saying that it's the right way, but why not explore the idea of Mickey 
from Rocky's point of view. Well, you can save it for the fight. You can explore that point of view, but what Mickey says is no women before the fight, not no women ever. So there's a purpose and there's a time and a place. Dude, let's just be honest. Being in a monogamous relationship, you don't always want to fuck the person you're with. Yes, I do. You know what I mean? Like I am in a monogamous relationship and I always want to fuck the person I'm with. But you're telling me honestly now. Is honestly, she the only person I want to fuck in the world? That's my point. You're telling okay, me. Okay, so, but, but the way you phrased it was different, though. Well, well I, let's that's be honest. the way I meant it. That's the way I, I And meant I'm not it. worried about it. Kara can listen. That's my girlfriend. She can listen to any of this. I wouldn't say I, it if I thought it was. I'm not like. I'm not trying to like. I know you're uh, not. I know you're not. Uh, uh, dissemble here. Listen, she can. She. I always want to have sex with her. Sure. Okay? Always. Um, that's, do I, that's, am, I, am I sexually attracted to other women? That's what I was asking. Absolutely, I am. That's what I was asking. Do I want to? Do I need to? And do I always want to entertain fantasies where I come to climax while thinking about them? That's not a need. Uh, well, none of it's a need. Sex itself isn't a need. I mean, you could argue that sex is a need. Uh, I think you'd have a hard time it's arguing. It's definitely that. very hardwired into us biologically. Uh, yeah, but so is the yearning for a cheeseburger. You know yeah, what I mean? I mean, okay, clearly but, it's not a need because nuns go, go yeah, without I it. Mean, Priests have tons of sex, but uh, nuns go without it. And right. uh, so it's it's a need until it, it's not a need. It's something you really want that we justify as being a need until something greater tells us no. And that's really what it is. There's the 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 time that sex transforms in us from a need to a want is when there's a reason or a thing saying no, you can't do this right now. Whether that's religion or whatever, yeah, whatever is your thing is. But my point is this: is the question? Am I posing that question? Uh, and I did mean the latter. You, you, I know you always want to have sex with your girlfriend. What I meant is, but you also want to have. Sex. You you have these basic human desires. You want to have sex with other people. It's a natural thing that never kind of goes away. Well, why do I have to entertain that notion to climax all the time? You don't have, but all, it's not all the time. Well, why do I have to entertain that notion to climax at all? Why not take that hour, or maybe it was only fifteen minutes, and do something else with it? Okay, well then let me reframe it, because I can't argue that point. You're right. Yeah, yeah, fine. But do you think? every time you get horny your only outlet should with that should be making love to the woman you love you <laughs> no, don't no no you don't think there's ever a party really that's logistically impossible well right? th but that's my point like so i'm saying like you don't think there's ever a time when you're like you know what i'm kind of horny right now but i don't feel like going through the whole thing I just want to just go jerk off real quick certainly i've i certainly have felt that way lots of times so what's wrong with it I think it bleeds my energy off. I think it, I think when I was a single man, it really made me less interested in going and meeting women or uh, trying to meet women. I honestly do think it did. You know, I'm 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 not coming down on all of this. Like I definitely know this is better, right? But I am de I'm definitely right now. You know, I, I have a friend who said, "Go." On. He went off pornography. He really enjoyed it. He he liked how it made him feel. And I'm trying to like quit things now because I've done a lot of things for a long time you know enjoyed a lot of uh worldly pleasures and so now i'm just trying to like kind of quit quit some things and see what kind of different mind state it puts me in well i can't i can't argue any of the uh, anything that you're saying right now can i now. tell you about but, my my well, pornography quitting can i tell you what it did 
It sounds like I, I want you to tell me about it, but here's the my thing. It sounds like you overindulged and now you're having a reaction to that. I wouldn't say I overindulged. I would say that I would look at pornography when I was single once a day. Is right. that a lot? Uh, for some people. I you don't know think what? it's terrible. That, that's a way, that's a huge over uh, um estimation. I would say it, but it was it was a it was a it was a couple times a week. I mean it was like four or five times a week. Once I got into a monogamous relationship, it went way down. It got to like once a week. I swear. Okay. And so for the last like three years, it's been like once a week, honestly. Okay. But I'm just like, why why not just like stop? I just I feel bad that they were all molested, all of these women. They weren't all molested. <laughs> a lot of them were. Yeah, but I mean a lot of comics were molested. You don't feel bad for laughing at the jokes. It's different. It's not different. It is because they're reenacting the the act of their victimization. The moment no, of their they're victimization. Not. But why are they victim they're not victimized? It's two consenting when, adults. When you're, having... when you're molested, no, you're no, a victim. I, I know that, Jerry. Okay, so, I'm saying when they do the porn, when two consenting so. adults have sex, so that's not victimization. We'll put it this way, okay. Let's say when you were a kid your dad was a real piece of shit this is all hypothetical and he put cigarettes out on your arm and then later when you're an adult you keep putting hot things on yourself anytime you're mad at yourself okay now let's say you were sex had sex when you were a little kid with some people and then when you grow up for a living all the time every day you have sex with people all right but what about do wait, you see the pattern there? Uh, look, I can obviously see a connection. I, you know, I'd be stupid to go, no. I see that connection that you're making. But I, to me, it's not that far different from saying somebody that was verbally abused and shunned and destroyed as a child used humor to try to deal with that and then made a profession out of being a humorist. Let me, I, 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 first of all, you, you're showing like, tons of respect and empathy and and you're not talking down to people in the uh in that industry and i think that that's really cool and i hope that when i say the things i'm saying that it's not it's not construed that way either i hear i hear that but, yeah, but, yeah. but 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 i but i feel like they should get out <laughs> it feels but, like a bad deal so what should they do should they never have sex no, of course not. Well, but then, so then, what's the difference between them having? What's the difference between let's let's say worst case scenario, some girl that did get molested or abused in some way grows up becomes a porn star. What's the difference between her fucking in her regular life and her fucking on camera? Because a lot of porn stars make that argument. What am I going to do? Go fuck some guy I meet in a bar like every other girl out there? Why would I do that? I'll do it on this camera, in front of this camera, and I'll get paid to do it. Right. I mean, well, there, there is, of course, there's an enormous difference, which is one is for public consumption and one is not. You to, to say that that does not change the entire reality of the act is completely obtuse. You got to see that once you put but it why? out for public consumption. Oh my God! Because you're selling it. You're selling it. Okay. You're selling it. Yeah. So, but but well, the argument cheapens it. But some the, things are so rare that you can only have them if you are intimate with that person or that you you, you get to know that or person. Or if you get drunk with that person. Well, fair enough, but you at least had to be at a certain place at a certain time. Yeah, but the argument could be made that the that the that the the sat the productization of it makes it empowering is what These empowers people it. are mentally troubled people who ghettoize themselves in, a, in an industry that is perhaps unjustly ghettoized but it's still like they are there because they have a problem i mean a lot of them have sex addiction 
then let's, but a lot of them don't. And that's my thing. You don't get to hear that story. That's why I tip my hat to HBO for doing documentaries where they interview these people and show life after porn. They show porn star interviews where people say like, look, this is where they let them talk about this is what my sex life with my boyfriend is like. And conveniently, during those documentaries, HBO can also show the porn. They don't really show a lot of the porn. They show a little bit. <laughs> That's the hook. It's all part of that real oh, sex stuff. Come on. Real sex is come always on. like, no, I listen to me. The, the guys that make real sex, I'm, I'm always impressed. I'm not talking about they, real sex, though. Or, okay, well, uh, can I talk about it? It's like often like the approach is get ready for some sex. And then they show you like, middle-aged people having a tantric class right. <laughs> in like Iowa or right. something. You're like, good God, this right. is horrible. I don't want to watch this. Yeah, it's, yeah but, but, but what I'm talking about is legitimately related to this. They do documentaries uh, and they do, they do programming where they showcase these people in a respectful light. Yeah. And they let them talk about how normal their lives really are and how they weren't molested. So we could say this right now. We could say a lot of people get molested and a lot of people go into a lot of other, quote, degrading, unquote, areas other than fucking on camera to deal with that. There's strippers. There's all kinds of other shit that people can do. Let's focus on the people that weren't molested. That's like... That's like you build a car and the car explodes and you're like, let's focus on the cars that didn't explode. Well, absolutely. absolutely. And there have been cars that <laughs> no, do explode. No, the car is defective. If 50% of the, of the cars that come off of your assembly line explode, or let's say, so this model, hey, try our new cereal. Uh, about half of it is made by people who are slaves. No, no. But you're let's focus on no, the no, no, non-slaves. No, no, no. But you're, you're proving my argument right now with your analogy. How? You're clumping all of it together into that one model of car that exploded. It's not. There are several models and brands of cars out there. And instead of going... So there's good pornography and bad pornography? Or I, I should always find out if the porn actor is a healthy porn actor or a mentally troubled porn actor how well, would i ever have access to that information how would you ever have access to knowing a car explodes until the fucking thing blows up well i think there'd recalled. be a huge news story and there would be a recall well but you see my point you see my point I don't you do you can't say that this one product was damaged therefore all the product is bad you can't say that you can if it's 50 percent of the product you don't I have with porn stars it's higher you don't know that where are you getting that number from uh, I, I did a study with the yeah. <laughs> listen yeah you can sit here and deny it and we can go look up the numbers but you know you already agreed that a lot of them have been sexually abused but i agree that a lot of them haven't been as well and i also think you wouldn't say it's the majority have been sexually abused uh i can't say i can't say the majority i don't know i, I, I want to look I wanna, i'm gonna look into some studies but i do want to tell you about what it was like to quit pornography if there's time there is time but let me say this real quick before you do uh i think that fuck god damn it Aha! i had a good i had a good point you said the thing about the how many were molested right you said that thing and then i said and then uh oh you talked about uh, the, the amount of people in this industry being molested, and I talked about how this industry isn't treated fairly in the canon of other entertainment industries. And I think, honestly, that if this industry was treated with more respect and more regulation and, and was brought into the fold and into the party with everybody else, then maybe it wouldn't be an industry that's able in any way 
to exploit people that come from a bad background. Maybe it wouldn't be a trap that people that were abused fell into sometimes. I think that that's, uh, that's, a, that's a good argument. I also think it's a little bit chicken and an egg. Chicken and egg? Yeah. What comes first, the porn industry or the sexual abuse? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, all right. Well, this is good. We have differing opinions, and that's, that's the whole point. Yeah. Okay. So I tried to quit porn because my buddy quit porn and he he said it was interesting. So I stopped looking at porn, but I was gonna like still masturbate if I wanted to, you know. Right. Uh. And if women are listening to this, I just want to say something because I think sometimes women don't understand this. Men masturbate a lot. Joe and I aren't sexual deviants. Right. I mean, most men masturbate a if lot. If any woman listening to this was like, "Well, I don't what." You're dumb. I just have met women who are like, <laughs> how often? And I'd be like, like once a day. And they were like, Jesus. Oh, that girl's full of shit. Well, but men are always like, oh, well, you know, yeah, that's a girl trying to be like, I'm a lady, mister. I don't know what you're talking about. Shut no, the fuck up. There's nothing wrong with having not knowing how often men. They know it. is my point. What woman doesn't know how much they've made jokes about the amount that guys jerk off in a million tv shows and movies <laughs> since 1972 everybody knows it well, everybody knows it okay so sorry uh no 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 problem so so i quit so so i quit and i hadn't quit for very long it was like two days uh but i was still masturbating and i realized that i quickly ran out of ex-girlfriends in my head it was kind of i don't really like celebrities to imagine celebrities no no pointless it's pointless yeah. and and then I was like, why am I? So so I realized this is horrible, but this is also kind of funny is I was talking to a woman at like out out at like a, a show and I was trying to memorize her face because I found her sexually attractive so that I could masturbate later. Right. So I went from trying not to look at porn because I feel like it exploits people to producing porn basically well, in my mentally in my heart i'm glad i'm glad you brought that up because i think that's that's an important point here uh i've fasted from porn when i thought like oh, i'm looking at it a little too much right now i should take a break and started to just masturbate from memory sometimes memory of porn you know uh and i don't really see what the difference is at that point at least when speaking to the argument you posed about you know, you should save it up and you shouldn't watch the well, porn. That's, and that it. was what the, my conclusion was from that. Rather than uh, exploit women in my head by like trying to memorize faces while I'm out walking around, I'm going to stop. try to stop masturbating for a while. Right. Well, look, if you're going to live that whole save it for the wife thing, yeah, that means no masturbating, period. No, Not I, just masturbating I, I think, porn. I think it's... I ever. Think it's a, ever. Ever. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> well, you know how long I got, though? How long? Two days. <laughs> Fuck you. You're I here fucking talking like you fucking have been living this life for a year yeah, now. Yeah, but when you try... No, I haven't. I didn't. I don't think I implied You're that. You're like about to hand yourself a chip. <laughs> <laughs> I did real well this last few years. I got two days. I got two days. Uh, look, look, but you know, ultimately, like, I'm going to keep trying because I think it's like a cool idea and I think it's the right thing to do. I listen. I I can respect that. It's it's not something I agree with, but I do respect it. And I would say this: don't hold it to such high a standard, man. Try to find your middle ground. 
And it's not the end of the world if you whack it to some porn, man. Well, no, and, and I, you know, I agree with that, and I also, I also think that it's about not letting it have power over us, not letting have sex have power over your life, right? No. Or pornography, not letting pornography have power over your life. Yeah, not letting anything have power yeah, over Yeah, so life. whether you're trying to avoid it, forbid it, or you're obsessed with it, you're doing it too much, you know, let that go, right? Because it's not... I, if, if, if somebody tells me they look at pornography, I don't think that they are they are deficient in any way. I don't. Well, I'm saying for me in my life, I just want to try something different. Well, good. That's good for you, Jared. You're better than the rest That's of us. That's not what I'm saying. The whole point I just made <laughs> I know, is that I kidding. don't think that. I know. I'm just kidding, man. Yeah. it's all. About, I agree. It's all about not letting it have power over you. Yeah. All right. So don't let it have power over you. You control your dick. Make not the Christ other way. the power in your life. <laughs> the heavenly risen Savior. Guys, it's Jesus that controls your For dick. For God so loved not, the world that he gave poured. his only begotten penis. <laughs> I actually feel bad that I just said that. It's Jesus that controls your dick. I don't why? know. Why. I don't know. Sometimes I feel bad about making religious jokes because of my upbringing. What if Jesus was sucking a bunch of dicks? Jesus, Jared. What if Jesus was taking Stop. three cocks in the ass? Stop. I don't. I, oddly, I do not approve of that kind of humor. Joe, I saw you one time during a set. Look at the sky and scream at God. You dared him to kill you right now. That's so different than saying Jesus was. That sucking was a dicks. hilarious bit. Thank well, you. How is that different from Jesus sucking dicks? Well, I don't like that I made that joke because it does imply that sucking there's something wrong with sucking dicks, and there's well, nothing wrong with sucking dicks. No, I, I was really you, just trying to be. Uh, you know, you could have said Jesus. Provocative. You could have said Jesus fucking a pussy. I still would have been like, no, that's don't make that joke. Jesus eating pussy. You Think know about what, it. You know what it is, man. <laughs> you know why I get weird about jokes like that is because the older I get, the more I want people to, the more I want to show people I respect what they believe in. Yeah. So it's like I, if I ever make a joke or a commentary about somebody else's belief, I try to come from it as like. Look, I know you believe this, so I'm going to talk about this respectfully. And I feel like there's people out there that would be so offended by that sentence that I'm like, oh, I don't want to make that joke. Like, I feel bad about it. Yeah. No, I hear your point there. You got a good point. What if Buddha was taking it in the ass, though? Well, he's not. Come on. He's not real. <laughs> <laughs> he's not real like Jesus is. I'm just kidding. What if Thor? I'm well, that's been a movie for We're sure. We're just going to cut this before the dick suck part okay we'll just fine. cut it we had a good ending <laughs> yeah. what was the ending not letting it have power over you uh, it's definitely something i said <laughs> yeah just say that part again and then we'll just take it from there just say don't let porn have power over you let jesus just say that bit and we'll just yeah it, the point is that you know you don't want to let the point is you know you don't want to let porn have power in your life you know you gotta let jesus be the most powerful thing in your life jesus controls you G let Jesus control the world and hold it in his small childlike hands. He does have small hands in all the pictures I've ever seen. Uh, what's your uh, plugs, man? My plugs are, um, well, I'll have some TV appearances coming up soon, but I don't know dates, so just watch Comedy Central. And then also um, check out my web series, Don't You Think? It's on YouTube. Just look for Jared Logan, J-A-R-E-D. Logan, uh, and it's called Don't You Think is the web series. Check that out. That's great, guys. Jared Logan, check him out. He's really 
truly one of my favorite comedians, and uh, he's he's great. <laughs>